Hello everyone, I'm Mike Sadam and welcome back to the Crucial Talks Podcast. Okay, if you have your kids in the car, turn this off right this second and listen to it later. This is a warning. If you have your kids in the car or next to you while you want to listen to this, turn this off right this second, listen to it later, or put in some earbuds. Because today, we're going to be talking about Santa Claus, and I don't want to give them any information you don't want them to have. Okay, here's your chance. We're starting the show in about five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, here we go. So earlier this week, my son came home and said some kid in his class yelled out that she didn't believe in Santa Claus. He takes things in stride, so it didn't seem to bother him at all. He's also pretty low-key and doesn't let what other people think bother him too much or really affect his belief system. He's a bit of an outlier in that way. I'm not that way, and neither are a lot of people in this world. Another parent reported on Facebook that her daughter came home upset and she had to do some damage control because of what was said. So this episode is not going to get into some long debate about whether you should or shouldn't believe in Santa Claus or anything else for that matter. And I'm definitely not going to blame a second grader for not understanding the ramifications and power of communication. Not only do 7 and 8 year olds not understand it, there are 70 and 80 year olds that don't either. We all fall victim to miscommunication and not being able to express ourselves the way our minds picture it when the words come out of our mouths. Our entire worlds are made up of things we either believe in or don't believe in. And the purpose of this episode isn't really to dive into all of that. But what we are going to do is use it as an example to help us understand what might happen in our schools, our communities, our families, and of course, our workplaces when people are communicating. So listen to this clip, and then we'll talk a little bit about it as we dive deeper into the episode. You look distressed. Distressed? I'm way past distressed. Why's that? I'm talking to an elf. And I stopped believing in Santa Claus a long time ago. That's not surprising. Most grown-ups can't believe in magic. It just sort of grows out of them. Look, you're a nice little elf. Thanks. But this is a dream. I mean, this is fabulous. Is that a polar bear directing traffic down there? (laughs) I I see it, but I don't believe it. (laughs) You're missing the point. What is the point? Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Kids don't have to see this place to know that it's here. They just, no. All right. So I cannot remember anyone ever telling me about Santa. Just kind of happened. But it did just happen to my son's class. And other parents I know mentioned the same thing happening to their kids all across the country, different classes, different situations, but it still happened. Now, this kind of thing can cause a lot of stress to a kid and to a kid's family. Right? There's people that love that magic of Christmas and the believing in Santa. Now, every day in our organizations, in our businesses, in our communities, we see similar things happening. Sometimes we get bad news. Sometimes people tell us something that is entirely different than what we believed up until that point. 
Sometimes we are the ones who have to pass the bad news to someone else. And sometimes the information we are given is for one purpose only, and that is to hurt us. Unfortunately, there are people out there like that. So what drives all of these conversations? What I'd like us to do is learn from the experience my son's class went through, and then we could try to apply some concepts to our adult lives. This can help us understand how we can better communicate in our lives, but will also help us understand how other people may be communicating. First, we need to understand that communication is more than just sending and receiving words. As people, those words carry meaning and they carry emotions. We need to be responsible for the words we say and how we use them. Because of this, I think it's important that we look at communication and how it actually happens, where it comes from within us, and the emotions that can actually drive what the meaning is behind the words we say. So the first lesson we can take from this is about the person communicating the message. Does that person have the responsibility to communicate that message? Does that person have the right to communicate that message? Is the person communicating that message for the right reason? And what is the purpose of communicating that message? So let's look at each one. First, does that person have the responsibility to communicate the message? We see this in our workplaces all the time. The rumor mill, gossiping, things like that that talk about the broader organization with maybe not the backing behind it or the the knowledge that actually is needed to convey that message accurately. And it can come from people at all different levels of the organization. So does that person have the responsibility to communicate that message? If they don't, we need to be cautious. The next question about who's communicating the message is, does that person have the right to communicate that message? It's very similar to having the responsibility, but should they be talking about it at all? In my opinion, the girl that said the thing in class to my son and to all his classmates, her parents, they don't have that right that I would have to talk to my son about it. And the same thing happens in our workplaces. We have people communicating messages all the time, and maybe it's not their place to do so. And it can be detrimental depending upon where they're coming from. Communication is going to happen at all levels of an organization. We know that. We can't stop that. If they don't have the right to communicate that message, though, the next question we can figure out is, are they communicating that message for the right reasons? Just because somebody doesn't have the quote-unquote right to communicate that message doesn't mean they're not going to. Or it may not even mean they shouldn't. If they're communicating the message for the right reasons, this goes a long way. And what is the purpose of communicating that message? Is it to help people? Is it to further the organization? Is it to open up trust? Is it because there's so much trust and openness in the organization that they actually feel like they could talk about anything? Those are all good things and all things that can drive an organization in the right direction through communication. But if the purpose is negative, like in this case, what would be the purpose of communicating that message? Is it to show superiority to other people, other students, that maybe she knows more? Or maybe she wants to bring people down to her level. Maybe she didn't want to have that information. And it makes her feel better if she passes out to everybody else. Now, all of the other people in her group now feel the same negative emotions that she does. 
And we have people like this in our organization. Maybe they don't feel like they're part of the group. Maybe they feel negative about their job. Maybe they're just not happy. And they think that by bringing other people down to their level, it'll make them feel better. Or even if they don't know or they don't think it's going to make them feel better, they would rather have everybody else feel negative just like they do. And I know we have these people in our organizations. They try to stir up negative feelings because they feel negative. Or they try to make other people dislike someone because they dislike them. This is a cancer in our workplaces. Now, I am all for developing people and giving them a chance. I truly believe people like this are the minority. I think there's an opportunity to develop people like that. But if you can't, you have to realize that one person can do a lot of harm. If you have one of these people that does this sort of thing all the time and you have the ability to get rid of them, you probably should. You probably should consider it because they're trying to bring everybody down. That negative talk will bring the organization in a negative direction because communication is either constructing something positive or bringing things negative. It's one or the other. There's unfortunately no real neutral road. It's going one direction or the other, and we need to try to move it in a positive direction. So let's talk about how we can use this with our own communication. Say, for instance, you're the boss, or you're the safety officer, or you're a supervisor, and you're having conversations that may be construed as negative by people outside the organization that might be looking in. Or maybe by your team, you feel like this thing could be considered a negative thing. You're pointing out something somebody's doing wrong. They're not complying with a certain safety regulation. Think about those situations where the context of the communication could be viewed as negative. So what do we do about that? Well, really, it comes down to the fact that we can be coming from either a good place or we can be coming from a bad place. Let's talk about the bad places like a safety compliance officer. If you're coming from a bad place, you basically say, hey, look, these are the rules. You have to follow them. If you don't follow them, you're doing it wrong. And you're you're coming from a place of compliance being king. Now, consider yourself the safety officer, where what you believe is that your job, your existence, your entire being is to make sure that the people that work in that organization get home safe to their families. Your goal is for the future of that worker, of the people in that organization to go forward and to be able to live their lives out without anything bad happening to them. When you're coming from a place like that, a place of goodness, a place of kindness, a place where you're thinking about other people, it's not about the power. It's not about just fulfilling a role. It's not about the metrics on writing people up for a safety violation. It's not about anything like that. It's about the people and putting them first. And that will come across in your conversation. It's the same thing that happens with any leadership position. You could have a team of people working for you. And you may have to pass on bad news. But if they know that from you, that information is coming from the right place, negative information can actually be viewed as a positive opportunity because you're in it together, because you have a lot of trust because you have a lot of openness, and that matters. Where you come from in your communication absolutely 
matters. And so like what my son had to go through, that information, the same exact information had come from a place of goodness, from a place of thinking about his needs and his wants and thinking about how it might affect him. That information someday will come from me, but it's going to come from a place of goodness and it's going to come from a place of caring. And it's going to come from a place that I'm putting his needs and his considerations first. The way he accepts that information will be totally different. So from all of that, we can learn that communication is powerful. That there are people in our organizations that may want to bring others down. They may want to use communication in a negative way. And that communication is either going in a negative direction or a positive direction. If we understand all those things, we can use communication to actually improve our organizations, improve our teams, improve our communities because it's coming from the right place and it's moving us in the right direction. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crucial Talks podcast. If you get a chance, if you could review the podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you could just quickly click on that five-star indication and give it a five-star rating, I'd really appreciate it. It can grow this audience, and it can grow the people that we get to engage with and make us all better. If you get a chance, I'd love it if you visited www.crucialtalks.com and connected with me in any way you feel comfortable with. Because again, relationships are important. The information we give each other is important, and building out this network is important. Because my goal is really to have the workplace experience and communities and relationships be one where we're coming from a positive, strength-based place. Thanks again for listening. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people.